What is up, guys? Alex from Anacreates here. Welcome back to the Anacreates podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a something that I think people need to hear more about. And maybe a lot of you might be going through or a lot of people go through from time to time, um, but don't realize it. It's something that people don't overly really understand in a way um, until it's a bit too late. And that is burnout, especially creative burnout. Um, As somebody who is a workaholic, who loves working, who loves doing a lot of stuff, I have been through this a few times. And um, frankly, you know, I I know the signs, I know how to recognize it, but I'm really bad at like actually thinking, no, 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 I got to stop. I got to, I got to, you know, step back. I got, there's, I got to do something about this. I'm really bad at that. Uh, so this podcast is more even of, as a reminder to myself as it is to help share my, my experiences and what I know works or what I've come to, to find out works for me to help you if you're going through something like this or to help avoid this, if this is something that you find yourself in in the future because frankly burnout is one of those weird things that it comes on very slowly until it's too much and then there's there's not a lot you can do about it um well there is stuff you can do about it but it's you know it's a lot more to get out of the burnout than it is uh along the way as you kind of you can maintain yourself a little bit better if you're noticing these things happening to you that are causing burnout that are causing you to feel a certain way you can do things to preemptively make sure that this doesn't happen to you. And, you know, that's something that we need to get better at, frankly, as creatives, especially because most of us love what we do and just want to keep doing it and keep wanting to create. But sometimes we push ourselves a little too hard. Sometimes we're, we don't recognize the fact that we need breaks, that we need to stop, that we need to pull back, that we need to slow down a little bit because we think, no, 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 it's creative. I like this or whatever I'm doing. I really like doing, but, uh, you know, but it, it is something that definitely comes sometimes at a cost and we need to be aware of that. So whether you're in this situation or whether you just want to better understand this one to help other people out or to just understand it better for yourself so that you don't push yourself too hard and you don't put yourself in this situation, you know how to uh, act to try and help minimize this, that it doesn't happen to you as often. So you have better control over how long you can go without, without hitting a burnout or without hitting a wall. Um, because you know, that's something that happens now. There's a lot of different definitions of burnout. There's a lot of different things that people say is burnout. There's a lot of, uh, it, 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 it hits different people differently as well. Uh, I think, you know, for instance, there are some people that can work and, and depending on the activity as well, it, it all depend, depends on the activity that you're doing and what you're doing and how you feel about it and your circumstances all around you. But some people can work, uh, at some times during certain activities, they can work for, you know, 80 hours a week for months on end and not feel burnt out and feel good and be really, um, fulfilled and energized by what they're doing. But yet there are, there are some tasks and some people in some situations that you work for 30 hours in a week and you're completely burnt out and drained and have no energy left in the tank. Um, and, and it's, you know, you do that for one week and you're done. So it really all depends. And part of that is understanding yourself. Part of that is understanding what you like to do. Part of that is understanding uh, what it is that creatively fulfills you or just fulfills you. It doesn't even have to be creative. This this does apply to, to everything else. I'm obviously talking about it more from a creative standpoint, but you know, you have to understand what fulfills you and what makes you happy and what helps because certain things will drain you faster than others. And certain things will, will fill you back up, fill your bucket, as they say, uh, back up faster than other things. Um, and you have to figure out what that is. And, and frankly, it's a lot of trial and error (laughs) 
<laughs> to be honest. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And back when I worked in Toronto, when I first started working in Toronto, uh, at the studio. I loved it. I was there hundred hour weeks for months. I did not care. I was, I loved it. It was amazing. And at that time I had no girlfriend. I had no relationships. I was totally fine. My friends were the people at the studio. I talked to, to other people here and there, but I was so engulfed in this. This was my dream. This was my goal. This is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to get my foot in the door and, and get into the studio. And so at that time it didn't matter. Um, before that I was in high school and I worked at a studio here, the swamp with, with Jay and Ryan who have talked to on the podcast before. Um, and at that point, all I wanted to do with my free time was go to the studio as well. So I would, I still had that kind of break because I still had to go to school. I still had things with my friends here and there, but then on weekends and, and whenever I could, I would go out to the studio and it didn't matter how much I worked there because I loved every second of it. When I went to Toronto, same thing. I loved every second of it. I, I just, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't care about going home to my apartment. I didn't care about anything else besides honing in my skills, uh, adding to my craft and, and working at the studio. And that was the whole point. At that time, I was the guy doing 100 hours a week for months on end with no break and not caring and not feeling burnt out at all. There were times when it was like, okay, I need a day off. I need to just go sit by the water and read or something else. Um, but they were, you know, that would quickly refill my bucket and I'd be good again for another month. But I was working with really cool bands. I was working with great, great people. So I was being fulfilled in that way. As I got a bit older and as I was, as I was working there longer, that started to drain on me a little bit more. And, um, you know, I still worked hard. I still loved the sessions I did, but I just needed more breaks and more time in between certain things sometimes because I had other interests. I wanted to do more things with my life. I wanted to explore more. I wanted to, you know, try to find a relationship, which was rather unsuccessful um, for a long time. Um, it still is at the moment, <laughs> but the point is, is that I started to care about that kind of stuff. I, I started to actually want to try that. I, I actually I needed to learn more things outside of just music and just uh, what I was doing at the studio. I wanted to go to the cottage. I wanted to go camping. I wanted to go hiking. I wanted to see friends more. I was starting to, it was starting to drain on me a little bit that I was never able to go see friends or make plans um, and was always on call. So that after a while that started to drain on me and that was part of what burnt me out of working at the studio and what ended up making me make the decision to leave the studio. I still loved the work, but there was just more things involved in that. So back then that's what I was like. That's, I was the guy working hundred hours a week, but that being said, that doesn't work for everybody. And that doesn't work for every situation because I have now gone into th to certain projects where I'm, you know, a day in and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I am exhausted. This is draining. The people are draining. The, the music is not what I want. I'm not learning anything, whatever it is. There's a million different reasons. And it's not even that they're bad people that I'm working with. It's just that for some reason, it's just not jiving with me. So it's all about recognizing the situation that you're in and what's happening to better understand yourself and what you need to fulfill yourself and what you need to, uh, not burn out and not get to a point of a kind of cross the line of no return. So when I talk about, when I talk about, uh, burnout, it's, you know, there's a million different things. Um, 
And I'm going to talk about what what the signs are for me, uh, because I'm going through it at the moment, to be honest. Uh, I think I am. And <laughs> that's a key statement, because sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are literally just tired. You need to sleep some more. That's that's kind of a sign of burnout. That's kind of a, uh, a little, you know, there's different levels. There's completely burnt out where you don't want to do anything and you're going to be on the couch for a week. But there are also smaller signs of burnout and smaller little pockets of burnout, like a, a long day that you are kind of at the, by the end of it, you're exhausted. And to me, those are all part, those are all symptoms of burnout. And those are all symptoms and, and mini burnouts almost, you know, people don't classify that typically as burnout because burnout is a strong word. And, and typically that is people kind of save that for when you are really burnt out and you've been going for months and you're, you know, but to me, because they're all symptoms of burnout and if you do, if you leave them unchecked they'll add up and then you will be on the guy on the couch for a month and not want to do anything and want to quit your job and not want to work in music again and blah 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 blah, blah whatever it is that is the problem or seems to be the problem half the time whatever seems to be the problem is not the problem that's what I've also discovered. You know, I love what I do. I love making music. I love making records. I love making videos. I love making podcasts. But sometimes what happens to me is other things in my life are unchecked or other things in my life are uh, need to be dealt with. Um, you know, sometimes it's a relationship. If you're in a relationship and you are not happy, something's draining on you, but you haven't addressed the issue or something like that, then you'll find at a certain point that you need to deal with that. And because it's burning you out, your, your work is no longer exciting. You're getting distracted or whatever it is that's that you're just, you don't want to work as much because your brain is in overdrive trying to figure out what to do about this other situation in your life. Uh, sometimes that's financial. Sometimes that's relationships. Sometimes that's who knows what there's a million different things. I mean, you got too much stuff that you have to do outside of your work, outside of your creative bubble, your creativity, especially when it comes to creativity, it's an outlet for you. And if your outlet is no longer fulfilling you in that way, then you need to deal with whatever it is, either in that creativity or outside of that creativity that, that needs to be dealt with. Um, I've just noticed for myself, uh, sometimes in relationships that does happen where there's just other pressures, there's other things, you don't want to go to this family gathering, you don't want to, uh, you know, you're having a, a, a dispute with your with your significant other, or your partner, and um, or if you're trying to, you know, make a new relationship, the kind of, I don't want to call it stress, but the, the, the constant thinking about how do I get this person to like me, how do I get this person to go on a date with me, whatever it is, those things are, I mean, these are just examples, but those are things that, that can distract your subconscious and distract you take your energy away, even if you don't really notice it. But then you're like, man, I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Or every time I go for a walk to clear my head, all I think about is this other thing. That's a, that's a sign that you need to deal with it and that you need to get, uh, get it under control before it burns you out. And before it burns you out, not on that thing, but before it burns you out, of your creativity and your other things that you actually really, really enjoy. So to me, burnout is when you're exhausted, when you, when you notice this kind of stuff and these smaller signs that can be dealt with in an evening or a night or a day, uh, are, are just symptoms of it that if left unchecked will add up. Um, and, and that's frankly, you know, even if it's not technically burnout, it's something that you need to, to deal with so that you don't get burnt out and you don't end up hitting a wall like a really bad wall because there's, there's lots of times you hear people leave these things unchecked and then they really hit a wall 
and they there's like it takes them a month to get back a month to to really want their creativity back um i've talked about it before but i lost when i lost my creativity when i was very uncreative when i first first moved back to ontario after being in vancouver just a whole bunch of situations and things that were that were happening there led me to a bit of that kind of a, a more severe burnout in my creativity i still liked what i was doing but i spent most of my summer when i first moved back doing not a whole lot because I was just so, I was trying to find ways to get past that. I was in a sense, creatively burnt out. And frankly, most of it had nothing to do with actually being creative. It was the lack of creativity and it was other situations around me that led to that. Um, and this kind of my brain working in overdrive in other ways, trying to figure out what I, what was going on, why I was unhappy. And it just all fed on itself. And, you know, so my point is, is that it's not always direct and it's not always, uh, each little thing isn't burnout necessarily, but it leads to a bigger problem if left unchecked. And so that's why I wanted to bring this up and make you realize that even things I've talked about taking breaks before and, and actually taking time while you're working during the day, whatever to, to think about that and take your breaks that you need and understand that you need to take those breaks and not just power through because it's going to take you a little bit longer. I've talked about that. And I think that is hugely important to help you not uh, reach a burnout stage. And those are, those are small things that you can do. And I've, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, which I will link in the show notes that you can find anacreates.ca slash podcast and just find this episode, but I'll, I'll link that. And those little things that you can do to take small breaks and, and just help rejuvenate yourself and keep yourself in check will go a long, long way. And it's tough because it's creative and we love what we do. So sometimes it's like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. But I really, really, really want to stress this point that you need to keep that stuff in check because it will lead to something worse down the line. Uh, I really believe that. And sometimes it'll take longer than other times. Sometimes some people, it takes longer than other people, but sometimes you hit a wall harder when you hit it, <laughs> you know, uh, which is not fun. Um, so try and not, I try and avoid that is basically what I'm trying to say and, uh, and what I'm going to, what I'm talking about today. So for me personally, I've been going through this and, um, you know, I've, I just hit one K on my YouTube channel, which I'm very excited about, by the way, thank you so much for that. And if you don't know, uh, my YouTube channel, I do different kind of stuff than I do here on the podcast. So go check that out. Um, YouTube just search Anna creates, but I've been going for six months now in a, in an attempt to grow my channel and it's worked. But for the last six months, I've been doing two videos a week and a podcast here every week. And it gets to a point where I am now understanding that I'm not as excited about the videos. I'm not as excited about the podcasts. I love doing them, but I find myself sitting there going, what am I going to do a video on? What am I going to do a podcast on? I'm running out of ideas. Even though I have tons of ideas, I have lists of ideas, but I look at them and they're, they don't excite me to do that day or whatever. And that was kind of a sign to me. I'm like, this is a sign that I'm, I'm reaching a point where I can still do them. Like I'm still doing, you know, I've, I've still been doing it, but I'm reaching a point where if I don't, if I don't, uh, work on this, if I don't put this in check, then it's going to become a bigger problem. So, um, this is a, uh, a reminder to me, I was trying to think of what to do. And I thought this would be a great one because I'm literally going through this right now, trying to deal with this. And I have so many other projects that, that I can tell excite me more than the videos and the podcasts right at this moment, because I have not had time to do them. And so it's a different creative outlet, which I'll talk about ways to deal with, um, with burnout or, or, or trying to avoid it in a second. But 
that was a sign to me as well. I'm like, those things, it's not the working that's the problem. It's the what I'm doing that I'm that's burning me out at the moment because it's just been so much of the same thing and so much of this piece of, of the puzzle. And that happens as well. Sometimes too much of a good thing, you know, is a, is a real fact and is something that you have to understand does happen. You need to recognize it and need to differentiate and do more things maybe, or spread yourself out a little bit more, have different creative outlets. A lot of creative people have their main creative, outlet. a lot of professional songwriters and stuff, uh, and professional musicians and whatnot. They, people always think, well, you get to do what you like. You play music for a living. And that's true. And they do love it. But the reason that they love it and they can sustain it is because they have other creative outlets. A lot of guys I know like, you know, woodworking or craftsmanship or electronics or something else that allows them to have another creative outlet besides music while still being creative and still fulfilling them. But that makes everything last longer and that makes them be able to make music for longer because they're not... Uh, it's not too much of a good thing, you know? And I see that a lot with professional musicians. And frankly, that's why a lot of these guys really burn out with drugs and alcohol and stuff. These, these young kids don't know how to manage this. And I really think that that's part of it is to do with burning out, but they don't recognize that they're burning out. Um, because you know, it's grueling to be on tour is grueling to be on tour for months and, and having to put on a show every day, um, every night for months on end, hundreds of shows a year that gets draining. And you know, you're, you're told that that's what you have to do. And that this is your dream. You wanted to be a musician. You wanted to tour, but it still doesn't set aside the fact that it's tough. And if you don't uh, watch it, you will burn out. And these guys use drugs and alcohol to try and, you know, sustain themselves and give themselves more energy and to get through it. But then of course, at the end, they hit a bigger wall because they left it unchecked. They tried to put a bandaid on it uh, instead of actually solving the problem. Instead of going, you know what? I can't do more than three months at a time on tour. I just can't do it or else I'm going to burn out completely. And in certain careers, you know, when, when you look at it that way, they might, you know, the, the managers and whoever might go, you know, you have to tour for nine months and they go, but I can't do more than three at, at a time. And frankly, they'll get to three burnout. They'll, they'll manage to make it to six before they hit a complete wall. And then the last three are done. If the managers allowed them to do three months, take a month off, three months, take a month off, three months, take a month off. They could do that for way longer than burning out after six months and not being able to tour for a year. You know, sometimes these recoveries can take a long time. So anyway, the point is if you're doing something that you love, and that is often the case with creatives, um, just make sure that you're understanding and know your limits and know your boundaries and know where you need to burn out. And, and this was something that I had to discover myself because when I first started working at the studio, of course, I was all in. This was my dream. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Now my, my hobby was my, my living. And it soon came, one of the first things that I did was buy a PlayStation when I, when I moved into my apartment because I needed something else. I needed something different. And my hobby couldn't purely be music when my job was music. I needed some other little thing to break the thing. And I liked playing video games. So that was perfect. And I, that was an escape for me to even, even half an hour or an hour break between working at the studio and working on personal projects and doing my hobby. I still did it. I still worked a lot, but I had that break and that's what allowed me to sustain for longer. I think because 
I had that other outlet. It wasn't even a creative outlet. It was just something else to distract me to get my mind off of my work because otherwise it would have drained me down really fast. So now I just want to say the signs for me of what my burnouts look like and what I notice is something that's that's pulling me down. And I've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to kind of summarize a little bit. And then I'm going to, uh, I have a few ways to combat uh, creative burnout and just under to really make sure that you're not going to hit a big wall. <laughs> um, signs for me is I second guess what I'm doing. I lose confidence in what I'm doing. Just even in general, I go for a walk and I'm like, Oh, do I really want to make videos? Do I really want to be in music? Do I really want to produce records? I, I thought I liked this, but maybe this isn't my, my thing. I start having thoughts like that. And I know that's not me because I've been doing it for years and I absolutely love it. And there's nothing else I would rather do. So that's a sign to me that, yeah, you need to step back. You need to take a break and go for a vacation or just go to the cottage for, for a couple of days and just read and just something else, not make music and, and hold yourself back from that. Um, another thing is long hours staring at a screen of doing nothing. I find myself sometimes where I just, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm excited and I sit down and then I just stare at the screen and I don't have any ideas. I got nothing and I'm forcing myself. I'm just like, I have to do this. I'm working right now. I have to do that, but I don't for hours. I will just not be able to produce anything worthwhile that I like or even anything. I just have no ideas. And that's a sign. Um, I also find which goes kind of the same way is tasks that I know don't take me that long, take me a long time. So a vocal edit, for instance, if, if I have a, a song that I'm editing and I know it should take me two hours to edit this vocal, let's say, and it takes me eight, takes me all day. That's my day activity. That is a sign to me that I am burning out and that I am, uh, running a very dangerous, I'm, I'm on a very dangerous tightrope. Um, and I have to, I have to pull back. I have to understand that because I know I can get it done in two hours. It's not a technical problem. It's just that I'm getting distracted every two seconds. I'm going slower, uh, whatever it is. Um, that's a, a sign for me. Another sign is, is I get distracted really easily. I sit down and I, uh, I'm not excited to do my work necessarily. I'm not excited to mix a song. I'm not excited to whatever. And it's not the music. Um, sometimes it is, but most of the time I notice this because I sit down and I go, oh yeah, I'm going to check Facebook first and then I'm going to watch a couple YouTube videos and, and then I'll get to work. And then an hour later I'm like, okay, cool. Well, it's lunch now. I'm going to go do that. That's a sign to me that I'm just very distracted, very easily. I'm mixing and in the middle of mixing, I just flip over to Facebook that doesn't make any sense. And I would not do that. But right now I'm just, I'm, my brain is done. It's like, no, you're going to take a break now. Um, that's a sign to me as well. And you know, the thing is, is that small tasks seem very daunting to me. That is kind of the, the whole thing when small tasks seem overly daunting where it's like, oh yeah, you just have to, you know, print the, the final mixes and st that seems like the biggest thing in the world and I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, before I do that, I'm going to amp myself up and go watch a YouTube video. And then when I finish it, I'm like, okay, and now I need to take a break. Yeah, but it was not that much work. So why do you need to take a break? This is not you. I know this is not me. And, um, that's a sign again to me that something is not good. And that's, what's been happening to me at the moment. And so I know these, these signs very, very well because it's literally something that's been happening. Um, so how do you combat these things? How do you make sure that you don't hit this wall? How do you make sure that when you're hitting this or when you're seeing these signs, whatever it is for you, uh, as I've been talking about, whatever it is for you, how do you actually make sure that you don't hit that wall? And how do you 
help yourself recover from it, so to speak, because it is, it is recovery. You have to recover from this. This is something that you have to deal with and it doesn't just go away on its own. You have to actively do something and that's not medication. It's not that, it's not that kind of way of getting through it. It's not drinking your way out of it. It's not, uh, sometimes it is sleep, but often it's not just wake up tomorrow and it'll be gone. A lot of the time, these are symptoms of things of a bigger problem and you need to do actively do things to make sure that it doesn't get worse. And so I have a few things that I've no work in the past and I know that I have to do. And, you know, there's a bunch of different ways and you find what works for you. But here are some different ideas that I've thought of that I think could help. So first, one of the most important is to get enough sleep. Um, a lot of the time burnout happens and people think this and it, it is true. If you don't get enough sleep, that's can really exhaustion is a good one to fast track being burnt out. <laughs> if you're working really hard and all you do is wake up, work, go to bed, wake up, work, go to bed, not do anything else, not have anything else. Uh, and you're not getting enough sleep at the, on top of that, that is a good sign. You're going to burn out pretty fast. Um, and that's what a lot of people associate with burnout. That's what a lot of people think is this is what's going to lead to burnout. That's the kind of the most obvious because you're not meant to work that much or whatever, whatever, whatever. And a lot of us that works for a long time. And before we notice anything, I did that for lots of time. I've done that so much and I love what I do. So it's okay. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, the same thing. They love what they do. They wake up, they have a coffee, maybe read the paper and then go to work. And then they come home and they basically go right to bed because that's all that that's, there's only 24 hours in a day and you got to sleep. So that's what they do. Um, and, but you need to make sure at, at the very least that you're getting enough sleep. If you're only sleeping four hours a night, three hours a night, night after night after night, you know, it's not going to be sustainable at all. And you're going to hit a wall. You're going to burn out. And you hear all these things about entrepreneurs like, you know, Elon Musk and all these people that, that sleep three hours a night. I'm not saying that they don't, but I know that they can't be doing that for years on end. They do that. Maybe they do that for a couple of weeks and then have to, they take a day off that you see them with their families and stuff. They still take time off. They don't just literally only sleep three hours a, week, a night for, for years. They do take breaks. They don't say that. And the, the, you know, it doesn't sound as good. Oh yeah. They, they would sleep three hours a night, but then they sleep all day Sunday <laughs> that they don't people, nobody says that they just want to make it sound like they do this night, night after night, after night, day after day, after day, but they still take breaks. They do need to, otherwise it's unsustainable as a human being. It is unsustainable. Um, after a while, it just, it is. So, uh, make sure you're getting off sleep. Second thing is, is taking breaks. And this I've talked about, I'm going to link, like I said, I've talked a little bit about this as well, but it, it comes down to, to daily breaks, making sure that you split up your work. And for me, often I do a bunch of work and then I, even on normal days when I'm not feeling, you know, drained, uh, I do a bunch of work and then I take a break for lunch and then I do some more work and then I take a break and work out and then I do some more work and then I take a break at night and I get more done in those, in those times. I could work all day, but I would get less done because by the time I'm about ready for lunch... I notice myself starting to click around and like double check things and, um, that don't need double checking and, you know, Oh, I got to make sure this, this, these files are in the right place. Oh yeah, I did that already. Okay, cool. And I just, it, I notice this and I go, you know what? That's it. You need to take a break. You're not actually doing anything productive. You are just sitting here at your computer to make it feel like you're doing something, but none of this is actually helping that's when a sign I need a break. And sometimes that's 20 minutes. Sometimes that's going and stepping outside for a minute and I come back downstairs and I'm 
I'm back into it again. And sometimes that is a longer break. Sometimes that that's lunch, uh, a walk, whatever it is. Sometimes that's taking the afternoon to go do something with a friend or whatever it is. Um, but these breaks are important and that kind of stuff combined with maybe taking a weekend off or taking a day of the weekend off or, or an afternoon off. Um, and then also vacations every so often taking some kind of a, a, a extended break. Sometimes that extended break is literally a weekend off, <laughs> um, as it is for me. I'm not saying go on a month long vacation and go to Barbados. I'm just saying set time aside to do things that are not your work, not the thing that you're doing every day, all day. And just, making sure that that is the case and taking time for yourself to do something that, that has no immediate benefit to your work. You know what I mean? Like reading a book doesn't necessarily benefit your work, but it is a great way to rejuvenate for a lot of people for, for, for not for everybody, but for a lot of people reading a book and escaping into a fantasy world or learning something through a a nonfiction that they enjoy something about, I don't know, the playing poker, (laughs) who knows that they just enjoy learning about that can be a really good rejuvenation thing. It's nothing to do with making music, but it helps them rejuvenate and helps them get that energy back in small segments. I love reading every day because that helps me drastically. And, and ever since I started that, I, I've noticed a big change in my day uh, from, from reading. That's not the only thing, but that is a big thing for me. Same with working out. Um, and that's another good, another good way to do this is working out, making sure you're taking time for your fitness. A lot of people underestimate how much and how big of a difference that makes, but taking time for fitness, going for a walk, even I'm not saying go to the gym for three hours a day, but go for a walk every day, go for a run, go for a bike ride. Just take even half an hour out of your day to do some fitness, do something and you'll feel way better. Every time, ever since I started working, I've been working out now for a, a while. And I used to do this at the studio because I sit in a chair all day at a computer. Um, I used to do it on and off as, as much as I could. And I kind of stopped for a while. And I recently started back up as I was getting out of this big creative burnout rut that I was in when I first came back to Ontario about a year ago, which I've, I've talked about that before. But I started working out more. And even just a half an hour, I'm not trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to be a world champion weightlifter or anything, but just a half an hour workout every day or every other day does immense amount of, of positivity to my mindset, to my well-being, to everything around me. And I notice that as soon as I'm done working out and I go sit at my computer, I get so much more done instantly after a workout, like the blood's flowing and, and I'm just, I'm ready to go. And it's, it is fascinating how much that does actually help. So making sure you do that. And then the other thing is getting enough mental rest. As I, as I said, is taking those breaks to read a book. That's mental rest. You're resting your brain. You're not thinking about just your work. You're actually resting your brain and, and letting it kind of uh, certain thoughts ruminate in your brain. I think that's the word. (laughs) Um, and just kind of your brain does a lot of processing subconsciously. And so you need to allow it time to do that. There's a really good book that I read called hyperfocus. And the first half of the book was about hyperfocusing and actually focusing on something. But the other part was called scatter focus where, where you actually let your brain, your mind wander you let your mind do it's what it's designed to do, which is partially in sleeping, which is why sleeping is so important. And that's where it connects all the dots of the things that you've been doing. So that's why you have these eureka moments when you wake up and go, Oh my gosh, this is what I need to do. That's why you need that 
that scatter focus, as as he puts it in the book. Um, but you need that time. You need to to have your brain allow itself to to get that energy back. And part of the way that it does that is just by being distracted about something else, doing something else. And that could be going out for dinner with friends and talking with friends or whatever it is. Um, that is good. Something other than trying to force yourself to work and trying to force yourself to come up with your ideas for your work or whatever it is. If you take that break, you'll come up with way more ideas. And, you know, I'm sure many of you have done that where you go for a walk and you're like, oh, and you go for a walk. And then that's exactly when you come up with your ideas. You just make sure you have a notepad because it happens all the time. And frankly, that's, you know, if I sit down and try and think up an idea for a video or a podcast, doesn't happen very often. But if I go for a walk with no intention of doing that, generally I will come up with three or four ideas, <laughs> you know, and it, but it's true. And especially when you're not burnt out, that happens and that's a healthy thing to do and will actually make you more productive. So I'm a big productivity guy as well. And that's part of that, that same kind of thing. So make sure you're getting enough mental rest is key. Um, recognizing when this is all happening and recognizing when you're feeling that way and recognizing when you're sitting at your computer doing nothing, and just allow and going, admitting it and just going, yep, great. I'm going to take a break now. That's the most important thing to do, to do and make sure that you do that. And when you acknowledge it and understand that you then walk away, you go and get a snack or go for a walk or go play a video game or go watch an episode or whatever it is that you do to, to relax for a second. And I guarantee after that episode, you'll feel better. You'll sit down again and you'll want to work again. If you really that happens to me. I'm really, I love what I do. So when I step away and then I kind of get, oh boy, yeah, okay, that was fun. I'm, but I'm bored now. And I sit down on my computer and boom, I get so much more done instantly. Instead of trying to push myself for that whole hour or half an hour that I, that I just went and watched a movie, I just admit that it wasn't going to happen. I watch a movie and I get way more done instantly after that. We're, we are built to do that. We're built to do the work. Uh, you just need to, to sometimes step back and take that break. Um, but you have to recognize that this is what's happening and that you are up against a wall and that you need to take that break. And we're bad at that because office culture shows us that that's not what we need to do. Uh, in the office, you need to look busy. So you do stuff which doesn't allow yourself to take a break. But if you take a break and go for a coffee or whatever it is, you'll get way more done in the half an hour after that than you would have done if you sat there for two hours. You know what I mean? So recognizing that and allowing yourself to do that. And especially in creativity, we can do that. Typically you're not in an office job where you have to sit there. You can wander around because that's part of creativity. We've always heard about the, the crazy musicians that do really weird stuff. <laughs> um, and that's part of it. That is definitely part of it. And that they're not sitting there trying to force themselves because that just shuts down. And I think there's, there's actually scientific sh stuff about this that, you know, the, the chemicals that come out of your brain, just your chemicals stop yourself from actually coming up with ideas. It's a whole thing. Anyway, recognize when that is happening and taking a break. That's a perfect time to take a break. And that will do a lot for you. And then the other, the two more things, one is putting constraints on what you're doing is important. Um, allowing yourself, you know, going, you know what, I don't feel like doing this, but I'll do it for half an hour. And I often find that I get way more stuff done in that half an hour. Cause I know that I can take a break after that, that I know I'm going to go out for lunch or whatever it is with somebody. 
I get more done in that half an hour because of that than I would have if I just said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do today. And I spent eight hours doing it. I will get so much more done. And sometimes doing that, putting yourself mentally saying to yourself, I'm going to stop in an hour because I have lunch or I'm going to stop in an hour because I don't feel like doing this, but I only have to do it for an hour. I get way more done. Sometimes I go over that hour because I'm so amped about it. And then I get lots done. Sometimes I don't, but I get more done because I know I can stop in an hour. Um, and it's, it's proof. And that's some way, that's a way to kind of manage if you're in that burnout phase, if you're, if you're starting to feel its effects, um, but you have stuff to do because of course, you know, burnout just happens. We still have clients to sometimes, you know, deal with, we still have deadlines to meet, so we still have to do the work. So some, this is a way to manage it and go, I'm going to work for an hour and then take a break and then work for an hour later and take a break. And I, I guarantee it'll help you get more done, uh, and actually still keep moving forward instead of just burning out and going, I'm laying on the couch today. I'm not doing anything because then you're just going to stress out that you didn't get anything done, which also doesn't help. <laughs> it's a really, it's a catch 22, really vicious cycle. But anyway, and the last thing that I have here is, or two things, <laughs> I have another thing, uh, work on something unrelated. As I kind of said, for me, when I was in Toronto, I played PlayStation. That was something that I did. Um, but I also love doing electronics, building guitar pedals and stuff like that, playing guitar. Those things were to me related enough, uh, to feel productive, but also unrelated to exactly what I was doing. And that worked for me, but some people love gardening. Some people love writing novels or something, short stories, who knows, painting, um, doing something unrelated to your work though, in some ways that might be movies, that might be video games, who knows, um, that can help you because it lets, it does that kind of that scatter focus. Like I just said, it does that kind of thing where it allows your brain, your subconscious brain to do something else and work on your kind of let those thoughts from work, uh, percolate and, and your conscious brain is not overly thinking about it. And that's uh, a big thing working on something else, getting another creative outlet, um, that's maybe has less pressure because sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves with work. So when you have something unrelated, you're just interested. Like I, I didn't think I, I was never going to make guitar pedals for a living, but I enjoyed doing it. And so it was a creative outlet that had, if I got a guitar pedal done, great. If I didn't, great. Didn't matter. It was, I was having fun doing it. And that's very, very important. The other thing is to say no. And that's one of the biggest things that can help us get out of creative burnout um, and slow it down is to know that you can say no. People, you know, especially when you have clients, you will want to do all the projects. You want the money, you want the the credits, you, whatever you, you, whatever the, the goal is, you want to do it. You are just constant. And even to yourself, you say yes to everything because you want to do it. You want to add that project. You want to do this. You want to uh, prove that you can do all these things. And some of us love that fact. And this was me where I loved being that guy that when I went out with friends, all oh, Alex's, all of his work, all of the things he's doing, he's so busy all the time. And that was a thing that I, I thrived on. I loved that but it took its toll. <laughs> it did take its toll. I said yes to way too many things. And I would find I would get overwhelmed by the amount of projects. And some of them are tiny, but it's just more and more projects that were on top of each other. My plate was just super filled and it just, I couldn't figure out where to start, what to do. And at that point it was like, I have to say no to some of these things, or I need to not take on any more projects for a while and get these done. Um, so I would tell myself, you are going to be saying no for a little bit. And that's very key. And I think that really helps us avoid reaching that burnout phase 
is saying no to these things and saying no. And sometimes that's other projects to other people. And sometimes that's yourself going, no, right now is a time not to work on this. Something that I do as well is I will actually make a list. If I have a whole bunch of stuff, I'll, I have my to-do list, but I have my do not list. Um, because I write things down. I'm like, I don't want to forget this. I want to do this, but I do not need to do it right now. So I put it on this list so that my brain can kind of go, yep, good. We remembered this, what's written down because our brains are good at coming up with ideas, not good at storing them. Um, so my brain, it feels satisfied and it can stop thinking about that idea because I've written it down. I know it's there, but it's also, it's on a list that is do not do right now is more appropriate. That's, that's the list that I'm not going to do at the moment. Sometime in the future, I will do that, but it's not necessary right now. Uh, and so it, I can tackle it when I have time, when I have more projects, this is on a list of future projects and that helps immensely unclog your brain and your brain doesn't have to think about it. Your brain doesn't have to try and remember it. Um, you've written it down and it's in a spot that you can see and go, Oh yeah, right. I'll do that someday. And you've, that's it. That's all you need to worry about it for now. Um, and half the time you don't, uh, you, you will get to them and half the time you won't because you'd realize later on that, so, you know, a month or two months later, you go, that was, a, that project's not actually going to do anything for me. I don't need to do that. So saying no to those things, whether it's clients or yourself is so important to kind of lift that burden off of your, your mind and not have to think about everything all the time <laughs> and not have too many projects that just weigh you down and burn you out in the end. Um, because we do burn out to ourselves. We do it to ourselves half most, we, well, all the time. We do it to ourselves. Often the, the case is not clients being too demanding or something like that. It's you saying yes to everything and then you wanting to perform up to the right standard but not being able to because you have too many things on the go and too many projects in the, in the thing. But that was your, that's your problem. You did that to yourself because you said yes to everything. And you're not taking breaks to accomplish, you know, your own personal goals of just living, being a human and, and being alive. <laughs> um, you need to do that. You need to make sure that you're eating right. You need to make sure you're working out. You need to make sure all these things, but you need the time to do it. And if all you're doing is just focusing on work, because that's the only way you think you're going to get this, all this stuff done, you obviously have too much on your plate and you need to like schedule and, and figure out how you're going to accomplish it. And often you're going to have to go, you know what, I can't do that this week, but I can get these three projects done this week and actually makes a dent in my plate of stuff that I have on the go. So anyway, that is, those are some of my, uh, suggestions and just my rants <laughs> on how to deal with this and how to deal with burnout and how to try and avoid getting burnt out in the first place and just maintaining yourself, um, and, and making sure that you're enjoying life at the, at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, if you are unhappy and you know, you should be, then you're probably, that's a sign you need to fix some things to make sure you're happy because really you're doing, you got into being creative and you got into making music for instance, uh, because you loved it. So you need to continue to love it and make sure that you are doing that for the love of it. And that the way to do that is to make sure that you follow the precautions and not burn out because as soon as you don't love it anymore, either it's not the right path for you anymore, or you're just burnt out. And most of the time in a creative field, you're just burnt out and you just need to take a break. Um, and sometimes that's a day, sometimes that's a month. 
Who knows? It's hard to tell and everybody, it's different for everybody. But hopefully this gave you some ideas. Hopefully this uh, under, helped you understand if you're going through it or when you go through it to better understand it. Or if you have a friend that's going through it um, and just allowing them going, it's okay, dude. You don't have to finish this today. You can do it whenever whenever is right for you. Get some other stuff off your plate. This is not as important. Whatever it is. Um, and Or inviting them out. They need a break. They need to go and just go out for dinner with you. Go for a beer. Whatever it is. Sometimes that can help uh, immensely. And, you know, it's been tough. I think a lot of people are feeling this kind of stuff with the pandemic and not being able to go out for a beer. Because that's an insane amount of stuff. I know that for me, I used to go to coffee shops like every day. And that was part of what made me not burn out because it was a change of scenery. It was a change of pace and I got a lot done there and then I'd come home and I would get more stuff done there and I haven't been able to do that and I definitely feel the effects of that. So um, that could probably be a whole other podcast. But anyway, hopefully that gave you some ideas. But that is it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that helped you. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, always be creating. (laughs) 